What's up, Dunwoody? My name is Matt Weber, the Dunwoody Realtor Dude. Justin Dyke is my co-host and founder of PoolDudes.com. Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics are our sponsor, and this is the second half of our conversation with Ann Hanlon from the PCID. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Do you know much about assembly? I do, yeah. So um, the Integral Group, Egbert Perry's um, company, is a really fantastic developer. Egbert's a really smart guy, former board member of Fannie Mae, former chairman of Fannie Mae, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that site is coming along. There's a CID there, actually. There's okay. a CID at Assembly. So that, that developer has has uh, voluntarily assessed their site and additional property tax to help. So I think that's important for, me, for your listeners it's to understand. It's a under- big one. Yeah, and for your listeners to understand that the infrastructure around that is not being paid for like by DeKalb County mm-hmm. or by the city of Doraville. And in most cases, it's being paid for voluntarily by the developer. Of course, that's infrastructure that the public will be able to use that's being paid for by the private sector. Yeah, and improve our house value here. That's right. We're pretty close, right? That's You're exactly closer, right. Yeah. I, I live just down the street. As a homeowner here, I'm yeah, like, you'd that's... be like a mile from us. Yeah, it would be. be awesome. And they want to get a movie theater in there? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, a couple of brew pubs, things like that. I think yep. so. I mean, it's all pipe dreams at this point, but it's a... Yeah, and the uh, the auto-driving cat or yep. shuttle buses. Yep. Well, that's yeah. a definite, right? Yeah, that's yeah, already yeah. happened. Our governor happened. Kemp came out for the inaugural run of it. Mm-hmm. We actually got invited to that. But Did we? Uh, yeah, I was busy and I didn't tell you about it. I don't think. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to meet Governor Kemp. Have you, have you sat down with him at all? Yeah, he's really great. I think he's going to be fantastic. And he really understands, um, you know, the north part of Atlanta in particular and some of the traffic challenges that we're facing. So yeah. it was really cool that he got to ride on that yeah, AV that shuttle. Yeah, showed up. Um, so how, how does PCID feel? feel about the elevated lanes yeah that's a good question a hot very hot topic right now so the um we've done a lot of work with dot on those of course as part of a larger system you know taking sort of a a step back and pulling the microscope back um which is what they should be doing (laughs) yeah i mean so the the top end project on 285 is of course part of a larger program of projects um, and I'm sure probably Russell McMurray may have talked to you about this when y'all had him on, but uh, just to just to remind everybody how we got here, um, a few years ago, the uh, House Bill 170 was a bill that was passed in the state legislature, and I will not bore you with the details, but it basically, Thanks. yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday. Thanks. It's your birthday, so I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one. Um, Big boy, 39. 39. You don't need to hear this at 39. Um, it basically changed the way the gas tax is collected, right? So as a consumer, you you know, we used to pay so many pennies per uh, dollar at the pump. And House Bill 170, when it was passed, it changed the formula. And now you pay so many pennies per gallon that you purchase, okay. which as a consumer, you probably don't feel that change. Maybe probably haven't even noticed. But what that means is a more steady stream of income for the DOT, right? Because their, their, um, their revenues are based on gas taxes, right? So instead of these wild fluctuations, as you have wild gas tax or gas price fluctuations, as we see, um, so would the DOT see these wild fluctuations and their revenue. And that's how we would end up with some years where the DOT had money to fund projects and some years where the DOT didn't have money to cut the Oh, I think I got it in reverse. So it's now pennies on the dollar, not pennies on the gallon? Other way around. Oh, If you're paying per gallon, per gallon, right? So if you put 10 10 gallons of gas in your car, 
you're going to pay the same whether the gas is $2 per gallon or $3 okay. per that's gallon. That's how it should be. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a safeguard against price fluctuation. But but basically what I'm getting to is um, it, it provided a new, um, more predictable income stream for the DOT, which has now allowed them to come up with project projects that have been studied for decades. They can now actually build those projects. And know there's continuous money coming Exactly. And know, and know that there's a predictable, sustainable way to fund them, just like you would in a private business. So what we have now is um, a, a huge program that the DOT refers to as the MMIP, the Major Mobility Investment Program. So they've put, they put together a list of projects. Um, 11 project, eleven mega projects all over the state of Georgia. And those are the projects that are going to be funded, partly funded and partly made possible by this new, this new revenue stream. Um, so if you look at, I mean, if, if you go to the DOT website, they're all on there and they're, they're, they're pretty impressive for those of us that are in the transportation world. It's, it's, this is sort of like of epic proportions. Um, one project, for example, is, uh, semi-truck only lanes on I-16. If you've ever driven for, on I-16 from Macon to Savannah, mm. where you're going to the beach, and you're, you know, these semi-trucks are flying by you every few minutes. And that's from the ports, is that right? That's from the, the port, up the port of Savannah all the way up to Macon. Okay. So that's one project. Um, and the, most of the projects that are going to be built out of this MMIP program are in Metro Atlanta, right? So we see the managed lanes on 285. There's going to be managed lanes built on Georgia 400. So these are mega projects. And so we've been, fo- I mean, as a CID, we've been following them very closely for the last 10 years. Um, and of course, the public information process has now started. So people are starting to learn a little bit more about them now as, as we kind of work through the process. PCID in general is pretty happy with the elevated lanes. You think that's really going to help? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. You know, I think it's um, I, I, it's important to sort of understand how they work, right? So this is a couple things. Um, this is very technologically advanced for the DOT, right? It, back in in the old days um, of DOTs, thinking was just to add add more lanes, add more lanes. Now, th- just like everything else in life, technology has changed. The thought behind these things has changed. And so the D- I would give the DOT a lot of credit because they, they know now you can't build your way out of congestion. We have to talk about transit. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about trails. And we have to talk about vehicles. And so um, with congestion pricing, with a toll lane, you know, you um, there's the idea is there will be a guaranteed speed limit in those toll lanes. And then people can elect basic back in right you can elect to pay if you want to if you want to go 70 miles an hour then you can pay X amount of dollars whatever the toll is um, and I know at the CID we pay a lot of attention to the local streets right like within our within our district because I live in Dunwoody I also pay a lot of attention to the local our local network of streets and our the local network of streets is getting more and more and more backed up with regional traffic mm-hmm. I mean I my kids go to Chestnut Elementary I live right down the street from here. Like every day I pay, I actually pay attention. And when I pull out of my neighborhood every day, I'm behind a car from Gwinnett County. Cutting through. Rockdale County, cutting through. And why do you think and, that is? Yeah, so I, I mean, because the, because the interstates aren't working. Well, I think it's technology though too. It's ways. It's, it's stuff You're like right. that. You're right. They find an alternate route. Whereas You're otherwise right. you would just been like, well, I guess I'm just stuck on this road. You're absolutely right. I mean, in, in the day in the days of technology and GPS and ways, people find alternate routes. I, there's there's a 
a young man who works in our office and he lives in Gwinnett and he says that every day he gets up and he looks at his phone and he asks Siri, how should I get to work today in Perimeter? And nine times out of 10, if there's a big red line down I-85 to Spaghetti Junction, guess where he's cutting through? Dunwoody. Yeah. He, I mean, those are the people that are in front of us when, you know, when we're trying to go to school and go to church. And so I, my take on the managed lanes um, is that in order to preserve the community, we need these to be built. You know, I want my kids to be able to ride their bike up and down Tilly Mill Road and up and down North Peachtree. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to fix the interstates. We have to. And we just want to go higher and just take everybody over the city. I mean, well, it was, so it's not going to be elevated in all places, right? Because right. we haven't seen the plan. I mean, the, the reality is the DOT hasn't released the plan. So nobody knows yet what it's going to look like. It's a I lot think of teaser trailers for what's going to happen, but... Yeah. Uh, but did, nobody's seen yeah, it. Yeah, nobody's seen we it. See a, we saw a few plans. Well, that's true. We did see a little we bit. We did see a few plans. No, maybe you can tell me what you know then. <laughs> he was worried about the Georgetown pool, so... Yeah. He kind of showed us uh, how they could get around that. Have you Got seen it. how close we are to the highway? It's pretty close. It's pretty darn close. Yeah. 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 But, you know, a lot of those details are going to be worked out. In the CID, we have, we have no residential units that will be affected as part of, the, as part of that top-end project, hopefully. So, obviously, the, res, the residential neighborhoods are just a different animal altogether, and I can't speak to that. Um, but, it's, but, but just generally speaking, we've got to fix the interstates. We have to provide transit. So, this, I'll segue into that for a yeah, minute. So, the CIDs help fund, there's uh, a transit study. So, the mayor's on the top end of the perimeter, spearheaded by Mayor John Ernst from the city of Brookhaven, who deserves a lot of credit for pulling all the mayors together. The mayors from Tucker to Smyrna mm-hmm. um, and the CIDs got together. So, the Cumberland CID over near the Brave Stadium perimeter, and there's a CID and Tucker as well. So you've got all those mayors and the three big CIDs. We funded a transit study because, you know, what we're saying is now's our chance to get transit, right? On the Georgia 400 corridor, they've gone first. So we can kind of look to North Fulton and watch what has happened there. So we want that to happen too because the North Fulton community said, we're going to get these managed lanes. Now's our chance to get transit. We got to get MARTA up to Windward Parkway, Mm -hmm. to Avalon, actually. Um, so the top end of 285 is no different. This, this could be our chance to get transit in those lanes, in a barrier-separated lane. You know, nobody's going to sit on a bus if it's just out there in the regular lanes on 285. I wouldn't. Man. I would never get on that bus. Buses are not sexy at all. <laughs> they're not. Well, especially if they're sitting in traffic, right, right with all the yeah. other cars. And so to get, to get a transit vehicle in its own lane that can go at a guaranteed minimum speed is what we want and this is our chance to get that so that study has been done we're about to launch into the next phase of the study dot is very much aware of it um we're actually talking about now adding even a different another layer and that's a trail system right so if we could also get some trail connectivity out of that along the top imagine a trail that could go from Tucker to Smyrna. I can. And, and east-west like like the belt line but on the east-west on right. the top end of the perimeter so I think the um the CID, you know, we really recognize that with these big projects also comes fantastic opportunity mm-hmm. to get other things, yeah, like which like transit. And, and, and while somebody else is building it, by the way, let's do it on, on their dime. They're mobilizing. Right. We can help pay the difference and get something that we would have never been able to get on our own. Yeah. The transit is just rubber wheel, right? Is that what they call it? Um, yeah. It, it wouldn't be, we're not talking about running MARTA up 400. We're talking about having buses 
That, that's currently what's being discussed. And that's kind of like the 75 version where it's just one lane. Is that? Yes, yeah, so 70. Yeah, so 70 is a little bit different. Although, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. So the 75 project up north of Cobb County, that's one lane and mm-hmm. it's reversible, right? So southbound in the morning. And I think that works real well. It seems to. I do too. The nickname for it, people are calling it the magic carpet ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got people coming into perimeter. Why who, is that? It's they, fun when you're on there. It's so, fast. Yeah. Oh. You're just driving one direction and you're in the middle of the highway. Wait, yeah. and who gets to go? And on they this? switch it every afternoon. They switch it so that people can get out of Atlanta. Well, faster. anybody can get on this middle road. But it's a toll. You pay oh, as long as you're pass, willing to pay. Correct? Yeah, if you have a peach pass and you're willing to pay, yeah, then you can get on it. It's it's roughly from like Kennesaw State University up in the Kennesaw area all the way down to 285, they, and that's one lane. And it's reversible, right? And southbound yeah. in the morning, northbound in the evening. What we're talking about on 285 would be four. That's cool. I'm glad that there's a, you know, a group like you guys that are kind of talking between the cities. and. Yeah, I mean, you know, the city, I, I will say, I think the cities are doing a fantastic job. I mean, these are, these are, these are big, complicated projects. I, we're, we're entering into sort of territory that the, that the state of Georgia, frankly, has not been in before. Yeah. There's a managed lane. And eat, there are several segments. It's a whole network, right? It's like a big spider web. Several legs of that web are built out. Mm. Um, there's, of course, the I-85 corridor in Gwinnett. That's, that was finished years ago. It's a little different because they took an existing HOV lane and just converted it. So it's there's no barrier separation. It's just mm-hmm. a dashed painted line. So it's not ideal, right? No. People can cheat and dart in and out of you. Um, that that was the very first leg to open, and the state learned a lot from that. Um, the second phase was the 75 South Corridor going down through Henry County. That's in the middle. They built it in the big giant median. It's totally barrier separated. You can just get in there and fly. I'm from South Georgia originally, so I go down to South Georgia a lot. You once. know how to drive fast. I know how to drive fast <laughs> in South Georgia, and this new toll lane in Henry County is my best friend because yeah. I get in that thing, and it's I mean it does, it, sh- it shaves an hour off my time. I tell you, I use the Peach Pass to get to um, Steve Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Eighty-five. So. so, um, but but you know, as we as we go, the the products are going to get better and better, right? The one in Cobb is elevated. It is completely separated. So you don't have cheaters coming in and out. You don't have like one guy who gets in front of you and starts slowing down, and then you're thinking, why did I pay this toll? And now I got this slow person in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. I think the transit opportunity is probably the most compelling thing to be able to actually get transit across from 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 really I-20 to um, over in DeKalb County to I-20 over in Cobb County. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people are asking for transit when all of this paving's going on. And right. And the, so, so I'm glad I, that you guys are thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to know that it's that is be, that is being contemplated as part of the project. And all the, the may, really, the mayors from Tucker, Shambly, Dorville, Brookhaven, Dunwoody, Mayor Shortle has been at all those meetings, has mm-hmm. really taken a leadership position. Um, Mayor Paul from Sandy Springs, um, Mayor Bacon over from Smyrna. You know, the mayor's... Mayor Bacon? I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's your birthday, by the way. <laughs> uh, they're really taking a leadership position. They're saying, while we're building these managed lanes, what can we do to make sure that transit is included? So I, it's important for people to understand that that is being comp- contemplated, yeah. and we've got to keep trying to find a way to to get it in and also find a way to pay for it. And All the right. CID... This, Three CIDs on the top end are very active in those conversations. Thanks for all the information. If, if people want to get in touch with you, I mean, how do you want people to get in touch with you, I guess? Yeah, anytime, anytime. Okay. We've, um, 
you know, my numbers on the on our website, my email address. We have a, a fantastic staff. You know, please anytime reach out. Um, and we really try to be involved in the communities. I, I actually took the executive director's role about two years ago um, because I live here. I'm personally vested in the community. I, I really have tried to make sure that we're actively involved. Um, I'm on the board of directors for the Dunwoody Chamber. Um, we work a lot with the Dunwoody CVB, Katie mm-hmm. over at um, Discover Dunwoody. Um, we've participated in sponsoring um, golf tournaments, the All for One, which yep, benefits a local that. school cluster. Have you guys yeah. ever thought about sponsoring a podcast? Ah, <laughs> good question. <laughs> we may be able to look into that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're we're we are the business district, so we have no residential, no no homes or pay into it. But but we still want to make sure that we're an active part of the community. Um, the thing that one of the things that I'm and I can close with this that I was really excited that we got done this year that was sort of this connection between the business district and the residential community was the new bridge, new pedestrian bridge back at Perimeter Center Park East. Oh, you're talking about the Georgetown Bridge. The Georgetown Bridge, yeah. yeah. So the CID, we funded Ding. that. <laughs> exactly. They tried to call that like the Perimeter Trailway Bridge. I was yeah. like, no, you're going to the Georgetown neighborhood. It's the Georgetown Bridge. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to start using that from now Thank on. Thank you. Well, the other one nobody can remember anyway it's just a little it's a little wordy yeah just georgetown bridge just the georgetown bridge so we've helped fund that cid oh, we cool. gave about two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that bridge um and it was important right i mean to our board of developers who are commercial property owners making that connection to the residential uh the georgetown community is important yeah, right they need to um, know they and I, I would even talk to people who live in that community who would work in perimeter and for years right they're going out and around and now you got people who can literally walk to work and that was although it's a small project in the grand scheme of things it's it's just a bridge over a creek just just connecting the business district or the residential community i actually think it's a pretty monumental moment in history for dunwoody um so no, i was happy to be there for it it's huge um because you know i go to that pool so i can you know i can see just right down the road and there's always people on it coming good. going either way you know good yeah. and they come in they, they come into our neighborhood and they walk around and and those are probably people that are in those t- townhomes and hopefully they're thinking hey this is where i want to be one day over here in the actual neighborhood park right so. and as the perimeter develops out you know as you got high street with bars and shops and yoga on the lawn for moms and stuff for kids you know now now people in that community can walk over there and do it so or you can, scooter over. or scooter over or whatever you want to do and you can have that experience that i really think we're, we're all hungry for right I, I saw the transformation in alpharetta when avalon got built and i think we're all sort of hungry for that that experience to be able to walk your family over have a few drinks yeah. come back and not get in your car at least have that as an option right well, I don't have a car, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a car soon enough. Well, thanks, Anne. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.